Hi, this is Colin from Worse in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get into some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worse in the Industry are our own, and in no way are representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization, even when we're right. Yell at us, not them. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. So Tyler, you were telling us something about the other day. Yeah, the other day, my girlfriend uh, was was on Discord with all of us. I don't remember if either of you guys were there, but she was telling us about her sister's new boyfriend. Oh, boy. Um, and she uh, was explaining him to me, and she was like, yeah, and like he hangs drywall for a living. And I like immediate, I immediately <laughs> went to defend this guy. I'm like, he's a great guy then. He hangs drywall? Be- Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Salt of the earth. He's never he going to make more than $50,000 a year. But, that's, and that's the high end of the bell curve. But he does hard work. So, you know what? Good respect him. He, hanging drywall. big, meaty Polish hands. Yeah. But then, but then she was like, oh, and also he's 26. And she's 20. You're sending me mixed signals, Tyler. It's, Normally, it's, 20, I was, 20 and 26, I was, I'd have a problem. Clearly, I'm, this is so, another hard-working Polak, and after what the English did, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? It's, you know, I mean, the Polish flag is only half red, but this is a whole red flag. <laughs> God damn oh, it. Look at you. You son of a bitch. And your color-matching abilities. You son of a bitch. Fire not the holster today. Justin, what other colors do you know? Yeah, he walks um, into nursery school every I, day. I Break do it, it by myself, first of all. I only trip. <laughs> On average, once a day. Huh. Uh, second of all, I also know blue because it is on my shirt. Is it? Good job, buddy. Yes. Good job. Me smart. Speaking of blue. <laughs> Speaking of fu- David Stop, stop softball tossing me these bullshit segways. Uh, Justin. We can, we can work into a better segue this is, that. No, I don't need better try. segues. The point of this show is bad segues. Okay? The point of the show. That is not. I thought the point of the show was to try to wash away some of the controversy of friend of the podcast Ben Roethlisberger's fault <laughs> on a no, evangelist no, listen, as listen. discussed. <laughs> I try spend, to get him a try to get him a sweetheart deal. I spend hours grinding my molars into dust researching these people specifically so I can do bad segues. I thought it was so you could emotionally torture one of your friends and force him to do improv how dare you make me yes and you son of a bitch <laughs> speaking of blue uh <laughs> what, you, what speaking of blue what speaking Colin? of blue speaking of blue i was trying to speak of blue connection you, you fucking blew me good and hard through my jorts is what you did oh 
the zipper kept getting caught in my mustache. No, no, no zipper. Just like through a, the jorts. Oh, you're zipper. Like a, you were you zipper know, fucking him. It was kind of like a like a there's something about Mary situation, but instead instead of his balls and dick, it was my lips and mustache just caught in a zipper. They had to rush me. They had to rush me to the goddamn ICU, and and we missed prom. Colin, we all know you're a classy broad, much like Eileen Warnos, who said she murdered a man because she he tried to zipper fuck her. What is that's why she tried? That's why she zipper fucking when you just pull your dick out through the fly. Through through the yeah, yeah. She wanted him to take all of his clothes off, which, as a sex worker, I understand because she wanted him to take all of his clothes off so she could kill him more easily, which is what she did with the other men she murdered. No, but also from like a standpoint of a sex worker, I get it because then he can't just like pull a knife out of his fucking pocket and stab. Yeah, he can't like he can't be like Gary Ridgeway and. Pull, yeah. like, you know, a paracord out of his back pocket and choke you to death and leave your body in the Green River. Exactly. She had some good ideas. Some good ideas. Eileen, you know what? Let's let's roll this one back. Eileen Warnos never did anything wrong. Speaking of Eileen Warnos... She did murder a oh, few Oh, now you're up to that... it, too. She did <laughs> yeah, murder I, a... It looked fun. I thought I'd give it a try. <laughs> she did murder a few people, and they didn't hire her as a sex worker. They just picked her up as a hitchhiker. But... Anybody who picks up a hitchhiker is a murderer at In heart. In the 70s? At heart, 100%. Okay. It's the, that is the funny part, there. is that everybody was worried about, like, picking up hitchhikers and the hitchhiker being a murderer. But, like, they should everybody, be about all the that, lead in the water. Was all of them picking up hitchhikers that fucking ended up murdering them. Like, uh, Dahmer's first guy was a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. No, his, his first guy was a jogger. Uh, no, he he, no, he, no, he, no, he, no, he, no, 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 he didn't kill the jogger because the jogger didn't come the day he was gonna kill him. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was the hitchhiker that he yeah. used to replace the jogger in his sexual exactly. fantasy. You know what? I apologize, guys. Yeah. I, sometimes apologize I, to Dom. I, I apologize to Dom. Apologize to Jeffrey of the psychosexual uh, fucking um, mind palace of absolute glassy-eyed freaks. Speaking of absolute glassy-eyed freaks, there we fucking go. Speaking that's of apologizing to serial killers, that's that's the t-ball of psychways. Yeah, wow. I know. It was a hell of a lot fucking better. <laughs> speaking of blue, speaking of blue, part of my charm. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to Worst in the Industry, the show where this nearly full pack of rolling papers attempts to. Uh, Roll ourselves up some truth and deliver it straight into your lungs, ears, nose, and other sensory organs. My name is Justin St. Peter, and apparently I only vaguely understand how marijuana works. To my left. Colin Stanley, and I'm like a human indica. To my left. Uh, my name's Tyler, and... Did you guys know what time it is? It's 420. 420. Uh, uh. 420. Just kidding, it is 820. Um, We're four hours past. Smoke that chillum. Smoke that fucking ganj. Put it in your fucking gourd. That fucking glunt, glunt. dog. I I love taking a fucking glunt to my dome piece, yo. My name's Van Margera. Look at me. (laughs) You know who hates glunts? You know who hates Bam Margera? (laughs) You know who hates Bam Margera? He probably does have a real big problem with Bam Margera, the fellow we're talking about today. Creflo Dollar. 
So this episode is about Bam Margera. I'm just kidding. It's about Jerry Falwell. Mod Ives Creflo Dollar, this is Jackass. <laughs> I found it so funny. I found it so funny that so the other day, the other day when we were in voice chat and we were talking to our mutual friend and I mentioned something about Creflo Dollar and he was like, oh yeah, Creflo Dollar. And I'm like, he knows who Creflo Dollar is. Yeah, and I lost my mind because I'm like, this is clearly somebody Tyler's made up. No, he's dead ass a real person. I don't believe you. Oh, I'm going to be doing an episode about him at some point, so. Alright, uh, part four of Televangelism. This will be the last one for now, because um, I made a dentist appointment for next week to get crowns on all of my teeth, uh, because they are down to the stumps. Yeah, <laughs> down to the stumps. We should just get... Yeah, yeah he's all gums. Do he's you gums think... Now. Can we get healthcare through the podcast for dentures? We could probably go right now. now. Like we all, we it's all. A good time to bring up the Patriots. <laughs> oh yeah, the pa- the one that we never finished setting up. Yeah, the one that, the one that we don't have set up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerry Falwell was born August eleventh, nineteen thirty-three, to Helen and Carrie Falwell in Lynchburg, Virginia. It's better than trip good, in terms of last names. <laughs> My main sources for this episode are God's Right Hand by Michael Sean Winters and the Politico write-up, The Real Origins of the Religious Right by Randall Balmer. So, it would be amiss of me to talk about Jerry and not talk about his father. And as Jerry described him, quote, An atheist, a racist, and an anti-Semite. He was also a severe alcoholic. Was was Jerry's father also named jerry was was jerry no his name was carrie he started his empire as a bootlegger with his brother garland and eventually bought a gas station and used gas trucks to transport said booze eventually he would go on to expand to a chain of 17 gas stations with either a convenience store or restaurant attached Okay, yeah. Carrie Falwell, Carrie Falwell, Carrie Falwell is the reason why uh, convenience stores are a thing attached to gas stations now. Really, he was like the first one. He wasn't like the, he wasn't the first one, but he was the first one to like make a chain with it, like, you know, 17 of them, you know what I'm saying? Um, So then he would go on to create a bus company, and it would be the first bus company to have a direct line going between Lynchburg and Washington, D.C., in 1931, Carrie's daughter, Rosha, became ill. Carrie didn't believe in doctors, and he said he could treat her himself. What had happened was, is her appendix burst, and she would go on to die at 10 years old of parentitis, which is the inflammation of her stomach lining. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Carrie... Cheers to child abuse. It's, I mean, I'm like genuinely surprised that this guy is this much of a dickhead. How much oh. of this comes straight from Falwell, though, is the question. Yeah, that's a good question. Is he the only source on this? No. If he is, then No, it's... okay. Okay. Because that's the thing. Like, what are we talking about? Serial no, killers? Jerry, Jerry, Fal- Jerry Falwell's family was, like, stupid rich. Uh. But they were... Everyone thought they were all assholes, so they weren't, like, invited to, like, you know, like, debutante shit stuff like that uh, they, they weren't, weren't really because oh. they were, high they society didn't like them it wasn't because they, they didn't have the money exa- they, had, they had enough money to be in high society it's just nobody liked them 
From this, Carrie fell into a depression, but not even a year later, his brother Garland, who was even more of an alcoholic, albeit <laughs> publicly, while Carrie preferred the solitary drink to himself, came over to their house. Garland was released from jail that day for shooting at a group of teenagers who were setting off firecrackers. Garland was absolutely sauce on whiskey and Veronal, the first commercially available barbiturate, and was yelling outside the house that Carrie was the one that called the police on him. Garland would then go on to start shooting at Carrie. Carrie pulled out a shotgun and buried a 12-gauge slug into his brother's chest, killing him almost instantly. The newspaper wrote about Garland's death, Quote, Garland Falwell is dead. Thus, his turbulent career of terrorizing police and the populace was brought to an abrupt close. Honestly, he seems like a cool guy. I, like, if, if any of us had lived back then, that's how we would be. It's, if that, there's if like that, a one in three chance we would have been. <laughs> there's one in three chance it's still going to happen. So, um, <laughs> Carrie Falwell was uh, just another drunk tank again <laughs> shooting at teenagers with his clock uh carrie falwell was what jerry would describe as a quote prankster um <laughs> are you sure there's no child like there's no molestation prankster. in this time there, there. his favorite prank shooting his brother to death yeah so uh, he place? shot so he shot his brother to death two years before jerry was born keep this in mind oh boy yep um so uh <laughs> one memory that uh jerry said at one point was that he had a friend come over when he was like uh you know like 9 10 11 years old okay, and uh, his his friend came into the house and carrie was sitting there reading a newspaper and carrie was like stop boy stopped he took a gun out and shot at this kid's foot and the bullet went like two inches before this before this kid's foot and he was like been trying to kill that fly all day wow the boy ran out of the house horrified and jerry and his dad laughed and laughed and laughed that is a pretty okay so if my if my dad had raised me like (laughs) 70 years ago i would have been like yeah yeah that's just what dads do that is a very that sounds dad. like something my fucking dad would do. I, Kevin, you know, oh. Kevin's learned his lesson, but he... Might. And even... You want to hear an even better just one? sounds like my dad. Jerry also said that one day, when one of Carrie's employees called in sick, Jer- uh, Carrie, being the nice guy that he is, offered to bring him lunch to his house. Oh, I think I know this story. He brought over what, what he called squirrel stew, mm-hmm. and then the next day, Carrie asked him how it was. The man said the squirrel was tough, and Carrie let him know he killed, skinned, and cooked the man's cat, and that is what he ate. What a what a prank. It's where's Ashton? That's some serial killer shit. The greater background on that story is, so this guy, like, who was by all accounts a great worker, he just was sick this one day, and had been talking to the other guys about his cat, and how much, like, he was very, like, out and out about how much he liked his cat. And so they snatched it off his lawn the night before, mm-hmm. cooked it that night, and then brought them brought him lunch the next day, like a me a jer- like jer- like Carrie Falwell was immediately like, oh yeah, this is what you do, you terrorize a guy, you just ruin his fucking life. Yep. Oh, you call in sick one day, cool. <laughs> Let me yep. kill you and eat your cat and feed it to you. Um. So Carrie never really psychologically recovered from 
um, him killing his daughter and shooting his brother to death. Uh, and he would go on to slowly drink himself to death until he died of liver cirrhosis in 1948 when Jerry was 15. Not as fast as it should have been. Or should have so. got him if he, if it had got him, you know, let's say 16 years before that. Yeah. Jerry's father also taught him and his twin brother Gene to drive when they were 10 years old, and then would go on to lie about their age when they were 14 to get them driver's licenses. Therefore, being the first kids in their class to have a car. I mean, how tall were they? Not very tall. Okay, yeah, then, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't quite tall enough to learn how to drive when I was ten, but I was know. tall enough to drive. Uh, cars were grade. different. Cars were different back then. People were smaller. <laughs> so uh, he went on to form a gang called the Wall Gang because they uh, hung out at a wall, uh, which in 1940s kids' terms means having a group of friends. Yeah, y'all, y'all wear matching jackets. You yeah, wear matching and jackets. Flip quarters and chew tooth. Yeah, exactly. Get a uh, zip and, gun. Ooh, I want a zip gun. Uh, Jerry would say that their violence never resulted in more than quote a few split lips, the occasional broken bone, and small scale property damage every now and then. And some small scale property. I I smashed a couple of lawn gnomes. Oh, day. we'll get to small scale property damage. Oh later. boy, burning a black family's house down. Uh, he continued his pranking ways. <laughs> one time, uh, one of his physical education teachers, who he called a, quote, mean little man who pranced about in our physical ed classes, and he exhibited, quote, prissy falsetto ways. So Jerry tackled him, took his pants off, locked him in a storage closet, and pinned his pants to a bulletin board on the other side of school. He also put a rat in a one of a, uh, one of his other teachers' desks, and when she opened it and it jumped out, she fell to the floor unconscious. Falwell said about his cruel pranks that it made him quote begin to understand the principle of cause and effect. Actions, responsible or irresponsible, lead to consequences. Jerry never faced any real consequences, though. Nothing happened to him when he assaulted the gym teacher. And one time, him and his gang lit a street on fire. And the police sent him home with a warning. Right before he graduated, him and his friends broke into the school safe and stole lunch tickets. They went on to distribute them for free to their friends, which is odd that he would eventually become a hardline anti-socialist. They got caught, and the school called the police due to the thousands of dollars of theft. He, again, faced no consequences and was just not allowed to give the valedictorian speech at his graduation. And he said, quote, what I wanted the most was being taken away from me as a consequence of my foolish indiscretion. I'm sorry, so he was also the valedictorian? Yes. I just want to say, Jerry Falwell, this is happening in what, like you said, like the 50s? Uh, early 50s, yeah. Late 40s, early 50s. Emmett Till got brutalized and murdered and thrown in a river for being in the same store as a white woman. Yeah. And not maybe like at most a couple hundred miles away, Jerry Falwell is causing thousands of dollars of property damage, yucking it up with his buddies, and then getting sent home with a warning. Yep. In 1956, at age 22, he started the Thomas Road Baptist Church. Started with 35 members and would go from there to become a megachurch. 
One trick he would do, ever the prankster Jerry Falwell, he would cruise around in his Plymouth with a loosened steering wheel. He would drive around with other kids he recruited for his Sunday school and would offer other kids a ride. He would pull off the steering wheel while using his left hand to steer the column with a pair of pliers. By the end of the school year, he had 56 Sunday school students. I can't be that upset about that one because I, I did that. Uh, not the execs, but I did that. Uh, at one of my old jobs, it's a now a now shuttered party rental company. Um, I drove this old shitty uh, Silverado, right? Yeah. And uh, part of the part of the reason it was so shitty is because you could start the car and then pull the keys out of the ignition. Yeah, hell yeah. My sa- my Saturn did that. Yeah. Um, so what I would do is whenever there'd be a new guy. And we had to go on the freeway, because I would make sure he was in my truck. And uh, this, the best time was we were barreling down the freeway, we were doing like 60, uh, 65, 75, uh, with like a fully loaded truck. So it feels like you're going faster. Yeah, and, you got a lot of weight, yeah. And uh, I like, <laughs> like looked around, and I just like pulled the keys out of ignition. I'm like, hey, can you hold these for me? And I just like dropped them in his lap. And... <laughs> Like literally, like sh- like shot up. His face went fucking white, and he just stared at me. He's like, "That's not safe." And I went, "Yeah, it's not." And I drove the rest of the way without the keys. Colin, you have the body for a party rental guy. Uh, yeah, where do you want the tent? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, this ground's not level. We'd recommend putting the tent back in this corner of the property, but over here it's gonna be a real. If, if I if, it if rains. I... If I ordered a tent from a party rental place and you showed up, I'd be like, "Tent will be fine. Don't yeah, worry about it." Yeah, I was wearing steel toe boots and it. basketball shorts. That was my fucking <laughs> uniform. I had going up, no problem. I had to dig a piece of a fucking jackhammer out of my chest one day. Yep. Hey, can you can you hang some drywall for me while you're? <laughs> hey, hey! I noticed how polishly you're setting up that <laughs> tent. Got some drywall downstairs. I can smell the Polak on you. So I can smell. I got. I can you smell, smell like sausage. You smell like you smell like sausage and Colt forty five. What? You're you're sweating kielbasa grease, and I you smoked an entire pack of menthol Pall Malls. So you want to come inside and maybe look at my plumbing? So <laughs> Jerry Falwell would go on to start the Old Time Gospel Hour, which was a nationally broadcasted television and radio show. On this show in the nineteen sixties. He said, quote, I do question the sincerity and nonviolent intentions of some civil rights leaders, such as Dr. Martin Luther oh King God. Jr., Mr. James Farmer, and others, who are known to have left-wing associations. See, this is why, like, the people who are, who are like, talking... I'm so glad I brought up Emmett Till. I didn't know this. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about how shitty Jerry Falwell Sr. is, because his son is... Anyway, uh... <laughs> This is why, like, people, like, I, me, Colin, Colin Stanley, the guy with the bad brain that focuses on communism all the time, I didn't know that Martin Luther King was a socialist until I was, like, 21-ish, around there. Didn't know shit about it. Because they just don't teach you in school. Because it's, like, it's it's the thing that they don't want you. Like, he was killed at a sanitation workers' strike. Like... He was, he's clearly had politics, 
but all they want to talk about is like being black is okay sometimes like, like that's all that they took away because it's yeah. all that they can uh, process in the capitalist machine which Christianity is so important too yep so uh, he would go on to have two sons at this time Jerry Jr. and Jonathan he would then go on to found the Liberty Christian Academy which was a segregated school described in 1966 in the Lynchburg News as a, quote, private school for white kids. In 1971, though, a problem arose. Single problem? Big, big problem. Okay. Big problem. Big Uh problem for for religious schools, okay? Integration. Uh The Nixon administration. Okay, the Nixon administration's fucking weird. Yeah. They passed a law. That, that's a way to say it, Tyler. It's fucking weird. Like, like he would like say all the racial slurs in and like recorded tapes, but then he would do shit like this. Okay, so a law from a court case, uh, Green versus Kennedy, later Green versus Connolly, who replaced him as the Secretary of Treasury, that made a new IRS policy. Quote: Under the Internal Revenue Code, properly construed. Racially discriminatory private schools are not entitled to the federal tax exemption provided for charitable educational institutions, and persons making gifts to such schools are not entitled to the deductions provided in case of gifts to charitable educational institutions. Politico, uh, or sorry, to quote Politico, Under the provisions of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act, which forbade racial segregation and discrimination, discriminatory schools were not, by definition, charitable organizations, and therefore they had no claims to tax-exempt status. Similarly, donations to such organizations would no longer qualify as tax-deductible contributions. That's a problem for schools like this oh, because they're not tax exempt anymore so, so tyler you're saying that this didn't make sense to you because nixon was personally prejudiced right yeah but then he passed this so this is actually you see this a lot uh throughout american history it's called buying off basically so the reason that there was never a um a movement that actually created a revolution in america some historians postulate unlike in uh germany which failed when uh, the Nazis took over, and in Russia, which succeeded when they destroyed the Tsar. Uh, destroyed the Tsar. That sounds like they blew him up. <laughs> I mean, they damn near. <laughs> um, it's, they basically, you know, in America, the reason that never happened is because anytime there are people that had a big problem the way things are done, they could always move west, or there could always be some reform that was passed that would, you know, take enough of people out of the issue that it lost momentum. So that's part of what the Nixon administration here is doing. Black, like the Black uh, Liberation Movement, um, was probably the best chance America had for a revolution, post Reconstruction, post Civil War, um, being the the previous uh, available times. Um, So this is part of the buying off. It's like these these black people they're getting a little too angry about how shitty we treat them. Well, let's let's make it a little bit better for let's make it just enough better that like regular white people stop paying attention because as soon as regular white people stop paying attention we can kind of just keep moving just keep this whole thing going i don't know i think it's still a net positive good on good on the nixon administration for this it is a it is a good thing done for a bad reason to a bad end uh now let's get into the moral majority no no 
Uh, I'm going to quote Politico here, and this is going to be a little bit of a lengthy one. So in the decades following World War II, evangelicals, especially white evangelicals in the North, had drifted towards the Republican Party, inclined by the direction by general Cold War anxieties, vestigial sus suspicions of Catholicism, and well-known <laughs> evangelist Billy Graham's very public friendship with Dwight Eisenhower and Richard Nixon. Despite these predilections, though, evangelicals had largely stayed out of the political arena, at least in a very organized way. If he could change that, Weinreich reasoned, their large numbers would constitute a formidable voting block, one that could easil easily marshal behind conservative causes. And to quote Paul Weinreich himself, the new political philosophy must be defined by us, conservatives, in moral terms, packaged in non-religious language, and propagated throughout the country by our new coalition, Weinweich wrote in the mid-1970s. When, politi when political power is achieved, the moral majority will have the opportunity to recreate this great nation. Weinreich believed that the political possibilities of such a coalition were unlimited, the leadership, moral philosophy, and workable vehicle that are at hand are just waiting to be blended and activated. If the moral majority acts, results could well exceed our wildest dreams. But this hypothetical moral majority needed a catalyst, a standard around which to rally. For nearly two decades, Weinreich, by his own accounts, had been trying out different issues, hoping that one might pique evangelical interest pornography, prayer in schools, proposed equal rights amendment to the Constitution, even abortion. I was trying to get these people interested in those issues, and I utterly failed. The Green versus Connolly ruin, uh, ruling, the one that uh, made that IRS non-tax exempt status, provided the necessary first step. It captured the attention of evangelical leaders, especially as the IRS began sending questionnaires to church-related segregation academies following Falwell's own Lynchburg Christian School inquiring about their racial policies. Falwell was furious. He said, quote, In some states, it's easier to open a massage parlor than a Christian school. Well, one, such, one such school, Bob Jones University, a fundamentalist college in Greenville, South Carolina, was especially obdurate. The IRS had sent its first letter to Bob Jones University in November 1970 to ascertain whether or not it discriminated on the basis of race. The school responded defiantly, it did not admit African Americans. Although Bob Jones Jr., the school founder, argued that racial segregation was mandated by the Bible, somehow, Falwell and Weinreich quickly sought to shift the grounds of the debate framing their opposition in terms of religious freedom rather than in the defense of racial segregation. For decades, evangelical leaders had boasted that because of their educational institutions accepted no federal money, except for, of course, not having to pay taxes, the government would not tell them how to run their shops, whom to hire or not, whom to admit or reject. The Civil Rights Act, however, change that calculus and that's my end of the politico quote and uh, a little update on bob jones university well 
an update from the 1970s, uh, Bob Jones University would eventually go on to allow specifically married black students because if they're married, they're not gonna fuck white people. Oh, man. Is, are they using, like, the same justification that Mormons do where, like, black people are cursed because they're descended from Cain? Is that not 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 specifically they just say they do the typical evangelical shit of I've never read the Bible. I'm just going to say the Bible says it's not okay. I've never read the Bible. For the record, there is absolutely nothing in the Bible that supports that. No, I can guarantee that if 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 Jesus came back today, he would dig up Jerry Falwell's grave and beat the shit out of him. I don't, I don't think Jesus would have to dig. I think Jesus has, like, necromancer powers. I mean, yeah, I, I think Jerry Falwell Sr. would come could bring like, Jerry back from Falwell. the He would reanimate Jerry Falwell and for his flesh would knit together as Jesus, like, put, like, builds himself a whip. Like, yeah, the well, G- well, Jesus, like, he would just sit there getting mad. That's like, what, dude, that's my favorite fucking story. I love that Jesus story. The, he, he went home and made a fucking whip. Jesus is in the background doing so pull-ups cool. on a tree while he's waiting for Jerry Falwell Sr. to become corporeal enough for an ass-kicking. Just fucking people, rolling out people, of bed in the morning and doing crunches with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's people do, are he's always like, why push-ups was... push-ups with the fucking big cross on his back. I love what people... I love while people are like, oh, why was Jesus so ripped in all of, like, the crucifixes? He was a carpenter, yeah. He was was the original Polak. He was hanging drywall before he was was all wood. He was a carpenter 2,000 years ago. In the middle of the desert. He didn't have shit. Yeah, he didn't have shit. And he also did not have any water content in his body. That's why he's so goddamn shredded. He's fucking cut. Yeah, he's, he's cutting. He's cutting. He's no. He's, he's cutting. No he's cutting water. With. He doesn't. He's no. There's no bloat. He's fucking shredded. He's fucking shredded. It's oh, the problem. That's the problem, right? With <laughs> Jesus is like, it's like we fish on Fridays, not because it's divine, but because I'm trying to fucking get shredded. Trying yeah. to because he's fucking low fat, bro. Oh, so I love bro Christ. <laughs> bro Christ. <laughs> bro Christ. <laughs> Friend of the pod, bro Christ. Uh, um, in 1972, Jerry Falwell was investigated by the SEC for fraud and deceit of $6.5 million in church bonds. Uh, the church would go on to be exonerated from this. Of course, why wouldn't they? No explanation. None no needed. All right, and I'm going to talk about the hero of the story tonight. A little bit of an unsung hero. Is it is it what killed Jerry Falwell Sr.? So No, Bob Evans killed Jerry Falwell Sr. Fuck yes! <laughs> Sausage or the man? Just don't worry about it. So Um There was there was a uh part of Hustler magazine. Larry Flynn? Larry Flynn. There was part of Hustle there was a part of Hustler magazine. Um that they ran in the 1980s that was talking about like it was like a parody piece and they would do lots of different celebrities and it was parody pieces about their first time and the whole joke of it was they would write it in the uh like as if a celebrity wrote in and told them about their first time but it was really talking about their first time drinking it wasn't talking about their first time having sex 
1983, a parody interview in Hustler claimed that Jerry's first time was in an outhouse with his mother. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, Jerry sued Larry Flint for $45 million. It was in an indoor toilet. For libel and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Oh, poor baby. This baby would eventually. Like my mom. This would go to the Supreme Court. <laughs> and oh, the hero, hero of the story Larry and Flynn. friend of the pod, Larry, Larry fucking Flynn. Flint. Larry Flint's a great dude. No, no, he went to the Supreme Court and defended all of our rights to parody. Was that he before didn't realize, after he was shot into the chair? Before. He didn't realize how big of a situation this was. Because up until this point, you could get sued for a parody piece because you hurt some rich person's feelings. And he defended our fucking right for that. It, I, I can't blame you for wanting to say that that is a good thing. Because it is a good thing. But also, every time you call somebody a friend of the pod... I just imagine myself behind the wheel of a high-low and just you hanging from one fork and Colin from the other by your underwear. Oh, I'm just going to confuse everybody with friend of the pod. Here's the it, thing, it, might, it might mean we hate him. We it would might love to have like Larry Flint as a friend of the pod. Did you guys know absolutely... that they uh, there was a fear that he was going to try and kill the Supreme Court? It was either the Supreme Court or the Senate because he was going to hide a bomb in his wheelchair. <laughs> And he was gonna do, he was, he was gonna do the thing that they did in Superman versus Batman, but in real life, he was gonna do it. Uh, but he didn't do it, which is good. I mean, glad I'm glad that he didn't do it. All right. And then the silence so there is all you need to hear. Now we're getting to the fun part. There's an implied, but somewhere in this episode, I'd like you to find it. Jerry's shitty views on everything. Uh, surprise, surprise, he's a staunch Christian Zionist. He said, quote, Jews can make more money accidentally than you can on purpose. What is and that in, his, in his book, Listen, America, he said, quote, spiritually blind and desperately in need of their Messiah and Savior. To quote the 1984 book, uh, Jerry Falwell and the Jews, which is kind of a problematic uh, title, but, like, it was written... Why is that title problematic? I I don't know. They're Jews. Yeah, it's just, you know, it depends on the inflection. inflection. It's the inflection. Because if it's like, oh, Jerry Falwell and the Jews, or if it's like, Jerry Falwell and the Jews. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, he said, uh, Jerry was quoted saying... Quote, I feel that the destiny of the state of Israel is without question the most crucial international matter facing the world today. I believe that the people of Israel not only have the th- a theological but also a, hi- a historical and legal right to the land of Palestine. I am personally a Zionist, having gained that perspective from my belief in the Old Testament scriptures. I have also visited Israel many times. I have arrived at the conclusion that unless the United States maintains its unswerving devotion to the state of Israel, the very survival of that nation is at stake. Every American who agrees Israel has the right to land must be willing to exert all possible pressure 
on the powers to be that guarantee America's support of the state of Israel at this time. I just, I just want to say, this is the only thing I'm going to say about Israel. Because I just, I don't have the energy to do that, honestly. Um, today, the day we're recording this, uh, we just learned that the House approved a $1 billion uh, allotment to Israel for their Iron Dome program. They're going to uh, keep doing it forever, also, buddy. also, it's the same day where they're like, Congress is going to run out of money by the halfway through October. It's they're like, gonna keep do. They're gonna keep giving Israel money. Israel, forever. Israel. They it's, made their G, their fucking GDP last year was half a trillion dollars. They're not hurting for cash. They don't need our money. It's all about fucking fealty. It's all about like getting to be like fucking Americans pay for these these fucking hooting hogs. They pay for this shit. Oh, don't worry. We'll get into more wasted taxpayer money. I love it. So, uh, Jerry also said about the apartheid regime in South Africa that if we implemented sanctions on them, it would cause a Soviet-backed revolution. If we make sure they stop killing black people and, and treating black people like they're animals, then they might do something about it. Yep. Um, he said about the AIDS pandemic in the 1980s that, quote, AIDS is not just God's punishment for homosexuals. It is God's punishment for the society that tolerates homosexuals. When Ellen DeGeneres came out, he publicly called her Ellen DeGenerate. I wish Jerry Falwell uh, had been in NWA with uh, Suge <laughs> instead of ECE, because then Suge Knight would have injected Jerry Falwell with AIDS instead. God, I, I would have loved him to die of AIDS. Uh, I, I would have okay. loved Jerry Falwell to be like, okay. rolling down the street in my six fuck. Have you guys heard about Jerry Falwell's beef with the Teletubbies? Yes. What? Yes. No. Tell okay. It's just... You okay. haven't gone deep enough into the Christian dominionism, Justin. So he, no. he hated the Teletubbies. In 1999, when the Teletubbies came to the United States, like started being televised in the United States, he specifically had a problem with one Teletubby, Tinky Winky, the purple Teletubby. Yep. Mm -hmm. Was that like the naughty uh, Teletubby? Well, it's oh, the no, 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 well, this was also in 1999. I don't, I don't know if it was actually the right color, or the right. As symbol. far as I it's was the aware, upside, the it's rainbow. an upside down pink triangle. Yeah, it was and the gay pride triangle. flag has been the gay pride flag since gay people had a flag. Listen, man. Well, when was know. that? It's, it's been for decades. So uh, he also, to reiterate my point on last episode, he said on the 700 Club the week after 9/11. I really believe that the pagans, the abortionists, and the feminists, and the gays, and the lesbians who are actively trying to make that an alternative lifestyle, the ACLU, the People for the American Way, all of them who have tried to secularize America, I point the finger in their face and say, you helped this happen. Now, I Following, want you to repeat no, that. No, 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 I'll repeat it, I'll repeat it, and then I'm going to continue 
with what he said after that when he got criticism for it. I really believe that the pagans, the abortionists, and the feminists, and the gays, and the lesbians who are actively trying to make that an alternative lifestyle, the ACLU, People for the American Way, all of them who have tried to secularize America, I point a finger in their face and say, you make this happen. So, following the criticism, he said, quote, If I left that impression with gays or lesbians or anyone else, I apologize. Pussy. The, imp yeah. the impression of yeah. pussy. The impression of what, the impression dude? Of what? You, 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 you blamed them. You blamed them it wasn't even gay. It's not even cowardice. It's just fucking sidestepping bullshit. You blamed them for 9-11, and then you're like, I, I didn't I didn't mean to blame them for 9-11. I just, that, I fucking, he's given the wasn't me defense. Like, yeah. is his lawyer fucking shaggy? I... I just think it would be really funny if it we wasn't repeat me. that whole list of groups of she people. Me both red but to the tune of Rob Zombie's Dragula. It's like, the abortions, lesbians, gays, and <laughs> in the back uh, of you, made this happen. Uh, Alright. <laughs> in a televised interview of 60 Minutes, he said, quote, I concluded with reading Muslim and non-Muslim writers that Muhammad was a violent man, a man of war. He again rescinded this by apologizing and said he didn't mean to offend honest and peace-loving Muslims. I haven't read the Quran. Jerry I can't. I can't make this shit up. Apparently, neither can Jerry Falwell because he's not good at sticking to his guns. This is terrible. Either. See, this is this uh. is the thing, right? Conservatives, they used to do this. Where, like, you could catch them, right? And they would have to be, like, at a certain point, they're like, eh, yeah, you caught me. Sure, right? And then I'll go to jail. Or, or then I'll publicly apologize. Or then I'll do, you know, X, Y, or Z. What they under don't understand is that, like, when you're a conservative, when you're a blood-drinking fucking ghoul, when you're a fucking psycho, and all, you, all that matters to you is fucking murder and mayhem, don't apologize. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's why everybody's killing themselves with COVID right now, because yep. all the conservative politicians are like, I mean, you should maybe get the vaccine a little bit. They're like, I would rather kill myself and my whole family than than admit I was wrong. So, Jerry's health declined quickly due to his terrible diet. Every morning he ate a cheese omelet with sausage at Bob Evans. <laughs> oh, so I was the it's meat not even and not the man. Of a breakfast. On May 15, 2007, breakfast. he ate his usual breakfast and then had a massive heart attack after and died in his office. Oh, damn, it wasn't in the, in Bob, the Bob, Bob Evans? I wish he died at the Bob I, Evans. That would have been way better. I used to work across the better. street from a Bob Evans. And I sometimes I would eat lunch by myself in the Bob Evans. And I would think about having a heart attack in the Bob Evans and, and hoping that I got to haunt the Bob Evans. I, I remember wanting to die in that Bob Evans. Because it's like, I'm so close to work that somebody will come across the street to look for me. And hopefully... And they're going to find you fucking face down in a bowl of sausage gravy. In my, fucking, in my fucking, my country skillet. You just leave a business card in front of you? Yeah, just like, go buy a service plate. <laughs> so, but but just wait, just wait, listeners. This isn't the end of the episode. There's not one Jerry. There's two Jerry's. Double Jerry, Jerry. Junior, double, double Jerry. Jerry. The Constitution actually, the Bill of, Bill of Rights actually protects you 
gets being prosecuted under double jerry. Yep. If um, only it so, protect us, protected us from these double jerrys. Double jerry. So, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. took over Liberty University after his father's death, which gets over $700 million a year in taxpayer money, and they are tax-exempt. They get $700 million a year in government subsidies. Of course. Why wouldn't they? And he ran it like a straight-up Nazi. People have said that when Jerry Sr. died, Jerry Jr. and his wife Becky, with an I... Ugh. Yeah. What do you, what the do you next, like, a, like a stripper that hates women? Come on. The, the very next day, people were getting reprimanded for not acting like little peasants to them. Every story in the university paper needed to be approved by Jerry Falwell Jr. directly, and when the paper wanted to make a solidarity article for Heather Heyer, or Heather Heyer um, the woman who was killed in the Charlottesville um, incident that happened a couple years ago, uh, this was denied. So Jerry is okay with people being ran over by literal Nazis. All of this is very ironic because, to quote uh, InsiderHigherEd.com, when President Trump issued an executive order last week dealing with campus free speech, he was joined by conservative students who complained their rights had been trampled by liberal censorship. One of the earliest backers of this Trump executive order was Liberty University President Jerry Falwell Jr., who has frequently called out the alleged silencing of conservative college students. To quote Jerry Falwell Jr., the president is right to stop our government from handing out taxpayer dollars to subsidize institutions that practice censorship, regardless of whether that censorship, censorship is used against those on the left or the right. Every time we talk about campus free speech, it makes me want to fucking walk into traffic. How many of these people have actually been to college? I went Prager to college. Prager you. Um, <laughs> guess what? It's the opposite. Nobody's the opposite. ever punished for being conservative on a college campus. It's no, never they'll, fucking they'll, happened. They'll, if, but if you like say some Nazi shit, they'll be like, yo, that's fucked up. Like, somebody, somebody will disagree with you in class, and then they'll go and fucking cry in a TikTok. I, mm. the, literally, every single fucking professor... Like, if you're a professor of economics or American history, and you start to talk about capitalism, you will get fired. If you if you are a professor, and this, this one is fucking confirmed real, if you, like, talk about Palestinian people and, like, their rights, APAC will be on your ass. They will fucking... Like, like, make sure you can never get hired. You'll be blacklisted from ac academia. And that's a not even a, a left-wing position. That's just, well, human beings shouldn't be kept in an open-air prison for their entire fucking lives. Um, yeah. But that's enough. So, no, there's no fucking conservative censorship. If there's any censorship at all, it's you can't say anything that makes sense or reflects reality, because then you'll lose your job. So, another... Uh... So, another problem with Jerry Falwell Jr. is he cannot stop talking about his dick to his employees. <laughs> I get it. I hate it long, when that happens. I get it, man. I do the same long, thing with you guys all the time. God, long, I wish you wouldn't. Longtime Liberty officials close to Falwell 
told me that the university president has shown or texted his female confidants, including at least one employee who's worked for him at Liberty, photos of his wife in provocative and sexual poses. At Liberty, Falwell is, quote, very, very vocal about his sex life. In the words of a Liberty official, a characterization multiple current and former university officials and employees interviewed for this story's support in a car ride about a decade ago with a senior university official who has since left Liberty, quote, all he wanted to do was talk about how he would nail his wife, how she couldn't handle his penis size, and stuff of that sort, this former official recalled. Falwell did not respond to questions about that incident. That was from Politico, by the way. Isn't and Jerry Falwell Jr., isn't he the one that, he was in an arrangement with his wife? Just, and, I'm, okay. get, we're getting to it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I was trying to make sure I got the right one. Thank you. We're <laughs> getting Tyler, to it. Tyler's like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 there needs to be some surprise here. But, uh, yeah, so he just can't stop talking about his wiener to people. Um, like which, as, as we know, um, the dude that says my wife can't handle how big my dick is, obviously, <laughs> tiny. Um, also zero ability for foreplay. Yep, my and we'll get, we'll get to it later, um, about how his wife... I don't think was satisfied by him. Interesting. So, uh, Jerry hired friend of the pod, Michael Cohen, to clean stop. up provocative photos. Fucking stop. <laughs> it's, now it's too much. Now it's too much. Now it's too much. Now that it's every other person that we mentioned, it is too much. And I agree with Justin. <laughs> I'm, Justin and I, I'm holding just Titanic style of that fucking forklift now. And Tyler's uh. spread out between the forks. I threw that in there to piss you guys off. Well, so, um, so, um, so he hired friend of the pod, Michael Cohen, to clean up provocative photos of his wife that leaked online because dumbass Jerry sent it to the wrong person. He meant to send these provocative photos of his wife to her gym trainer mm-hmm. to thank him for helping her work out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why is he the one who's sending... Because he's trying to court a bull to cuck him. That's what he's trying to do here. So, want to hear some more fun stuff about Michael Cohen? No, sure. Oh, is Roger Stone yeah. involved? To quote ChristianHeadlines.com, y'all can't say I'm biased. <laughs> Michael Cohen... Michael Cohen, former lawyer to President Trump allegedly hired an IT firm owned by Liberty University's chief information officer, John Gouger, to tip online polls ahead of the 2016 election in President Trump's favor. Uh, Talk about Liberty University, blah, 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 Jerry Falwell, outspoken, whatever. Um, In a report released Thursday, the Wall Street Journal revealed that Cohen had promised to pay Gouger's company, Redfinch Solutions, $50,000 and lucrative work with trump on his presidential campaign if they would alter online polls on cnbc in the drudge report gouger also worked to create a twitter account called <laughs> at women for cohen in hopes that it would paint now convicted felon as a quote strong pitbull sex symbol and the funny thing about that is money that Okay, so money that Michael Cohen spent on doing this 
that money came from Jerry Falwell. That money is taxpayer money. So we paid for I paid, all of that I to happen. I specifically paid to make sure that people know that Michael Cohen is a mm-hmm. pit bull. Congratulations, sex. everybody he, that is, is listening currently and paying man. taxes. Yeah, he's the manimal. I would love to it's, see... Does, uh, Michael Cohen does not look like Mr. Worldwide. You ever seen you ever seen Animorphs? You ever read an Animorph novel? I would love Mr. to see Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide Animorph into a pit bull. And then that pit bull Animorph back into a Michael Cohen. Yep. So, um Liberty University's grift right now. Being Christians. No, not just. They're the second biggest online university, only behind the University of Phoenix. Phoenix. Woo! Oh, go Phoenixes! Give it up! Give it up for UOP, buddy. Let's go. All right. Is University Um, of Phoenix fake? I feel like it's fake. I feel like it's a scam. Liberty University is. Okay. So, people are surprised that when they when they like put in their information on the uh, Liberty University website. They get a call within literal minutes <laughs> from admissions. Oh, you guys you actually o- want to sign up for this shit? You only need a .5 high school GPA to get in. How? Okay. Did you show up most of the time? Okay, I did very poorly in high school because I was, like, brutally Point suicidal five. all the time. I wasn't, like... Sh- doing work or finishing like like essays and i graduated yeah. with above a 2.0 i think i had like a 2.4 yeah. or something how do you get a 0.5 i how if you guess on everything you can't even graduate with a 0.5 tyler do you remember doofy yeah doofy how? dropped out with higher than a 0.5 how do uh-huh. you, you keep the he could get into liberty he, he could have gotten to liberty university called doofy he could have gotten to liberty university you can't they won't let you, you leave the, the, high, the high school with a point five what is they'll keep you there for like at least you'll be like 20 years old and be a senior like a super senior do you know, actually this is really fucked up do you guys know that if you have a uh, a mental disability or neurological disorder something that keeps you in special ed um, they can actually keep you in, in high school until you're, like, 21 or 25, something like that. It's a long time. Yep. Shit, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's, like, the idea is that, like, they basically babysit you until your parents can find better accommodations for you during the day. But, uh, you know, just another sign of our failing nation. Yep. So, um, some, another thing they uh, don't let people know is um, the first year of any program has a mandatory introductory religious class and three Bible study classes. These are non-transferable credits. Admissions office callers are instructed to not tell students about the religious spin of the school until they've committed. I'm going to go to Liberty University. Just put your information in online and see how long it takes for you to get a call. Honestly? Oh, I should do that. I should record the call. Yeah. We'll put it up on Twitter. (laughs) Then I'll I'll get sued. So, Just um, so you... This this phone call may be recorded for quality control purposes. So we're trying to improve the quality of your service. uh, Let's get to... Let's get to Jerry... Jerry Falwell's... 
most recent uh most recent accolades here oh boy can't wait to hear about what this fuck nuts has been up to in 2020 oh. jerry falwell jr criticized the virginia governor ralph northam mask mandate in early 2020 right when the covid thing oh started yeah, yeah. Really no, right, going, right, yeah right right uh, when like fucking was rob and Right, Dick, right when COVID was doing like the ultimate warrior move on America and going like, woo, and like running off fucking turn. I know that's Ric Flair. Yep. Ric Flair does the move, but ultimate warrior used to yell too. And he, he would like throw his arms around, fucking like bounce off the fucking turnbuckle. Yeah, that's that's when we're like, if you, if you hide your lips, God can't hear your prayers. So, uh, yeah, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. tweeted a picture of a custom mask he had made. Um, and what was printed on it was Virginia Governor Ralph Northam wearing blackface. <laughs> Just a, wait, like an existing picture yes, of him yes. wearing blackface? Yes, it was. He, he, he did, he trued out himself, uh, from a party early, but that's the thing. It's like, you did blackface at all. Like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not defending him. I was just wondering if, if he had I to do, have one made or if there was just one lying around. I do love that, like, liberals and Democrats, right? Like, they're they're basically like, I can only be defeated by one specific thing. And that specific thing is, the, thing, is the only thing I will talk about all the time. Like, they've, they've turned, like, being woke into kryptonite for them because they're all pieces of garbage but it's the only thing that their base cares about anymore. So, like, the second they find out how big of a piece of shit they are in that specific regard, they get fucking crucified. But it's like, oh, but they've been a piece of shit for, like, 30 fucking years. You didn't even care. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. was photographed on his yacht drinking, which he claimed was black water, and it was a costume party and they were the trailer park boys and the photo was of him with his hand on a young lady's waist and both of them had their zippers unzipped on august 7th liberty university announced that falwell would be on an indefinite leave of absence due to his partial undress and his consumption of alcohol was against the liberty university code of conduct that he fucking signed off on now let's play everyone's favorite game show are you guys ready justin oh, come, wait, come, on down. It... come on down come on down come on down so i'm gonna tell you a story and you'll have to answer it threesome or cuck so Jerry Falwell Jr. spent $1.8 million in taxpayer money to get a LGBTQ-friendly hostel in Miami, complete with a liquor store below and a bring-your-own-beverage bar. One man, a 21-year-old Giancarlo Granda, was given a 25% stake and managed it. Mm -hmm. Giancarlo yep. was photographed with them on multiple vacations, mm -hmm. just them three. So answer threesome cuck. or cuck my money's on cuck do we know this guy's orientation here's the thing if he's bought jerry falwell is probably secretly bi or gay um yeah he seemed i think he's bi if he likes being cucked i don't think gay guys like being cucked uh no there's gay guys who like being cucked okay but like they like being cucked with other men not with women 
Because they don't have an emotional he's attachment not being to cucked, a woman. He's not being cucked by a woman. He's being cucked by... Well, I mean, actually, that, that brings in the question, the ontological uh, quality of, of the cuckening. Is, is, is the serve, is the performance of cuckolding being being done is that performed by the the do 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 oh fuck see my do, i was so do, i was so hard up on do, cuck but now do, i'm going to roll the dice and say threesome cuz lgbtq plus uh uh threesome threesome money's on threesome cuck cuck yeah cuck i'll go cuck cover all the bases cuck justin what you got threesome all right we got a cuck and we got a threesome quote oh come on on august 24th 2020 Reuters published a report that the man was the pool attendant with whom Falwell had invested in with the hostel. The man, now 29 years old, said he began a sexual relationship with Falwell's when he was 20. He claimed that the affair started a month after he met the couple in March, 2020, uh, March 2012 and continued until 2018. He claimed to have frequent sexuals encounter with becky falwell while jerry falwell looked on sometimes in the same room and sometimes remotely via camera the man shared audio tape emails and text with reuters as evidence for the veracity and the assertions about his relationship falwell resigned that day i can sniff him out from a mile away yeah yeah okay it was cucked i I, I guess i had a little i thought i thought falwell was a little you gotta get inside the head of this man, all right? He lives his whole life in power. What does he need? Yep. Powerlessness. He lives his whole life in pride and adulation. What does he need to be humiliated and embarrassed? Honestly, this coming out, he probably came buckets. So, uh, following that, in I October... I office, so I gotta resign. <laughs> oh, oct- I'm nutting every day now. <laughs> the people are talking Sorry, about me getting cucked. I gotta... Oh, I gotta, oh, I gotta quit. Yep. So, quit. um, if if we can make some assumptions here, and I will make assumptions, make assumptions. Uh, Jerry Falwell has an incredibly small penis, and he cannot satisfy his wife. That's why they needed this dude to do it. I don't um, know about that. I like the idea, though. If he, if he always talked about how big his dick was, but LBJ did too. LBJ LBJ showed it to people. He did both. LBJ You could just back it up. LBJ LBJ showed it to people. Ever, Jerry Falwell has never wait, shown his Jerry dick. Jerry Falwell text his dick to a bunch of people. Yeah, so if it was small, No, he texted know. pictures of his fucking wife. Oh yeah, he's probably got a small dick cuz like any like any other creep in this position would have been firing his dick off like it was a Nerf dart. If he had a giant dick, he would have been showing it to you people. Think so? That's all yeah. I'm saying. Okay. That's yeah. fair. If he's this giant of a piece of shit, then yes, he would have been yeah, showing be his cock to place. A- another another example, LBJ. LBJ. Yeah, yeah, LBJ. LBJ did sh- what did he call his dick, LBJ? Jumbo. Uh, Dumbo. Jumbo. Jumbo. Called it Jumbo. Jumbo. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Like a so, like uh, an elephant or a dog. In uh, October 2020, two months after he resigned. Uh, he sued Liberty University for damaging his reputation. The suit was dropped in December, but on April 15th of this year, to quote the New York Times, quote, Liberty University sued him for $10 million for breach of contract and fiduciary duty. The suit also alleges that Falwell failed to disclose to the university's board of trustees his scandalous affair and his personal, uh, uh, his personal impairment by alcohol. 
No, it was black water. That thing that it was I drank black all the water. Time. Would, it, would it have been better if he told them? Yeah, would it like it would just been yeah because like, they would have they would have hired another Michael Cohen to cover it up. Honestly, yeah, that, that, uh, I don't know. I like when these when these fucking you, you gotta assume right when these CEOs when they like leave in disgrace with a golden parachute and not a mid lawsuit. You gotta assume that like the board of investors kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. If he was just was too dumb. That's the problem. Is that everybody now, like all the people who are in charge of shit now, it's not stuff that they earned. It, like not that it ever was anything anybody earned, but you had, at least used to have to be like business savvy. You had to be like kind of like a cutthroat piece of garbage to exist. Now they can kind of just like coast on daddy's money for the rest of their fucking lives, which seems to be what's happening with like. The Trumps and Trump the Falwells. Donnie, Donnie Jr. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Giuliani's son. Uh, he's a yeah. real piece of garbage. Fucking. Uh, let's let's see let's see how much Jerry Falwell the, Jr. Uh, is it Huckabees? Is it the Huckabee sons that killed dogs for fun? Probably. I think yeah, actually yes, it was. Allegedly, one of their sons just tortured a dog to death. Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. has uh, assets worth uh, upwards of $100 million, and his salary still from Liberty University, which is our taxpayer money, uh, $1.25 million. Oh, yeah, I, so he'll, he'll die comfortable. So sure. I just want to be clear. We not only paid for a, a young Hispanic man to ball Jerry Falwell's wife, we also paid um, for a weird... Christian college with a bunch of non-transferable credits to be established and run uh, that mm -hmm. only accepts black people if they're married because they're worried about their sexual degeneracy. Not anymore. Not that was anymore. in the that was in the seventies. Oh, so, that was so long ago that my parents that were alive. That was so for long it. ago. I, exactly. You know what? You're it's it's thinking. only like there's maybe half of the country and you know, Colin, all of I... Congress that was alive for it. You know what, Colin? I think you're being reverse racist right now. I am being reverse racist. White people, we should be... I think white people should be put into camps. I don't think we should be allowed to breathe. There's too many of us, and we're not passing along anything good anymore. We used to be able to teach our sons things, like hang and drywall. Now all they do is podcast and vape breezes. It's not even a pod calling the kettle black. It's just a kettle looking in a mirror and yelling at itself. I there's a song I listened to the other day and uh, one of the ver one of the lines of the verse is oh my god I'm becoming my dad and I just think about it all the time. Uh, I went to lunch with my girlfriend and my dad the other day, and when we left I was like how was that? She's like oh yeah blah, 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 this and that. She's like it was kind of funny to see how similar you are, and I was like it's kind of funny to see me throw myself out of this parking garage. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's part four of Televangelist. <laughs> Um, sweet thank, thank fucking god god it's done for now and i don't have to learn who creflo dollar is yet <laughs> i i <laughs> will be doing the mystery will haunt i'm not gonna look I, it up i i was very tempted the other night to google creflo dollar but i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it on the low until tyler you know until mama bird feeds me yeah so yeah i'll get to creflo i'll get to joel osteen i'll get to uh i'll get to some more Ooh, televangelists eventually because i would love to talk about him at length yeah, but uh, Mama Bird, Mama Bird Her needs to. Gullet is empty for now. My gullet oh. is empty. Mama Bird needs to go out for some more food for you, baby birds. 
And instead, next week, we're eating motherfucking cornflakes. That's right, Hell it's just an episode, and we're talking yeah. about Kellogg. Hey, hey, crazy yes. motherfucker. Did you, guys, yes. did you guys put the milk Michigan. in the bowl first? Michigan. Or the cum in the bowl first? It's Michigan, cum the breeding edition. ground yeah. for weird evangelical Are we talking about right? fucking cornflakes? Are we talking about yogurt enemas? We're going to be talking about how much he hated red squirrels for no reason, and now there are fucking black squirrels all over the goddamn state! Red squirrels are gorgeous and black squirrels are an invasive species it, yeah and they were put there by kellogg anyways we're going to talk about it next week i it's, it's one tuning. time on uh on the u of m campus in in ann arbor i ran into a black squirrel that was so fat and large that at first i thought it was a dog and then and then i realized it was a squirrel and i was more scared it's, I had a, squir- uh, a squirrel pe- steal a small piece of chorizo off of my mac and cheese on the Wayne State campus. Did you, did you I would have punched that squirrel in the face. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> what? You got like, what? that's how you get the bubonic plague. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, listen, I don't think you understand. He how put his tiny little fucking rat hands yeah. into your fucking Colin, mac and cheese. <laughs> the plague is easily, easily treatable with just some antibiotics. That's now. not true. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The bubonic it's a bacterial plague still infection. kills you. A couple of a few teenagers got it like a, like a year or two ago. And they all died. Yeah. Listen, if you have any <laughs> symptoms of the bubonic plague, go to the doctor, get some antibiotics. You'll be fine. No, you won't. You'll die. Stay. stay no, wherever you won't. You are no, you won't. Die. PSA from worse than the industry. If you feel as if you may have the symptoms of the bubonic plague, bubonic, please bubonic. walk. Do not run to your nearest apothecary. No, run, run, yeah, run, 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 scream, run scream, scream, oh, I got the plague. Ah, I got the bubos. Just start oh, squeezing the big lumps and see how much pus comes out. Yeah, spray them all blood. over your friends. You should, be you like, should take <laughs> the black bile like you can. Like a super soaker. Put it in one of those little things that furries do whippets out of. And use that to create an aerosolized version of the plague. And really just spray down your fucking small town. That's basically what conservatives are doing. We're all going to kill ourselves. Guys, see you next week. Kisses. Yeah, do we have like, a call to action or anything? Uh, don't, get, don't give any money to any relig- religious organization whatsoever. That's well. Yeah, don't give money to yeah. any large religious organizations. If you're going to give money to like a church that you're a part of, like make sure you know where the money's going or make sure that you personally know the person you're giving it to. No, instead of giving instead of giving the church money, do something with that money instead. Well, some churches, personally some churches do, do things. Like it just no, depends. personal, personally do something with that money instead. Go to fucking instead of giving ten dollars to fucking uh, a church, go buy two hot and ready pizzas <laughs> and give them to two houseless people oh, okay, that you see. You That's nice. I thought you'd be like give, give money to people, not go, organization. Go, go buy two hot and readies. Eat both hot and readies. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, but also... Yeah, you could... you could Again, give give money to people, not organizations. Exactly. People are the yeah. ones that need it. Every time you give money to Panda Express uh, at checkout, when you're getting your double orange, uh, half low main, half power greens, uh, just know that you're giving them a tax write-off. I guess, I don't know, call it, like... It's fucking scream at your senator and tell them to Gary get rid of uh, Liberty University's tax exempt status. I can yeah. go to his house. No, don't. No. No. 
No. No. No. No. No. We're cutting this off no. right fucking here. Contact. No. Stop contact. It. No. Contact. Your representatives no. have to live in the fucking state that you that I they know. live. Yes, they do, and you're going to free speech jail. Okay. Contact your local. Contact your senators or congressmen, and yell at them. Please tell them to get rid of Liberty University's tax exempt status. They do not need almost a billion dollars a year to continue running a university that also takes money from students it is not a free university they still charge tuition and they are still getting almost a billion dollars a year they do not need it it's not like anybody graduated from liberty university and was like i sure learned a lot (laughs) like it's not there's no learned a lot about crushing puss for bro christ (laughs) all right so thank you for listening to worst in the industry (laughs) We'll be back next week with an episode about cornflakes and masturbation. Love you all. Kisses.